Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holt. I'm a functional medicine nutritionist with a feisty attitude in over a decade of clinical experience. I work with women all over the world through my online programs, and I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Academy, a 12-month practitioner mentorship where I help other nutrition pros level up with functional medicine methodologies. I've got a bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model that are both systematically failing so many of us. Creating a new model is my life's work, and this is what the show's all about. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. If you like what you hear today, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review in iTunes, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Thanks for joining me. Now let's dive deep. And before we start off the show, we got to shout out our longtime sponsor, Organifi. Because of our recent travel and festivities, my family and I have been doubling down on Organifi's green juice. Personally, I love the crisp apple variety. I always bring the packets to share with me when I travel, especially if there's some shenanigans going on. Lots of antioxidant and detox support, which I personally find a lot of people need based off of lab tests that I see, but also just modern day life. Green juice has wheatgrass, moringa leaf, spirulina, chlorella, matcha, also has ashwagandha, beetroot, turmeric for more polyphenol antioxidant support. So if you've got someone in your family who doesn't love eating green veggies like my husband, this is a great option. You can save 20% off of your order. Head to Organifi.com forward slash Funk. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash F-U-N-K to try their green juice. Be sure to use code FUNK to save 20%. Hello out there. I am recording this introduction on 8-8, August 8th, which is known as the Lion's Portal. This will be aired tomorrow, the following day. And now I'm not an astrologist, so I'm relaying this information in a way that it was taught to me, but this portal is longer than just one day. However, we've deemed 8-8 the Lion's Gate portal because in um, numerology, the number eight really represents abundance, transformation, rebirth, alchemy, and power. And so why not make today the day? But the portal technically opens when Sirius, which is the brightest star in the sky, aligns with the sun. And Sirius is named after the Greek word for glowing. And Sirius helps us achieve our highest potential. So we can use this time for a glow up, if you will. Uh, Astrologist Aisha Durrani, one of my faves, she asks, if this life could be your blank canvas. What do you choose to paint? We seed the future through what we invest into with resource, time, energy, and attention. Now, today's episode is about investing. It's about pricing and fees, how to structure your services, how to charge for them, how to invest in yourself, when to know it's time to invest in yourself, the different ways you can invest in yourself. And as I say throughout this episode, investing is more than just money. What are you giving your attention to? Where are you putting 
your attention. If this world, this life is your blank canvas, what are you choosing to paint? I have been podcasting for almost five years and have talked about different ways that I've invested in me, in my own health journey, in my own self-respect. I've talked about boundaries a lot. I think of the quote, um, I was watching, listening to an interview with Oprah and Paulo Coelho. Um, He's most famous for his book, The Alchemist. And he said, I had to write it down. I had to stop my car, pull over and write it down. He said, I'm enthusiastic about my work. It's something that gives me life. And because this episode is a Strictly Biz episode, so I'm talking to practitioners and business owners and entrepreneurs, I really want to highlight that. That is how I feel about my work. Is that how you feel about yours? And because that's how I feel about my work, and because I choose to continue to invest in things that do give me life, that make me feel alive, I do continue to invest back into my work with my energy, with my attention, um, and yeah, sometimes with my money. So that's the name of the game of today's show. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. If you're listening it to it in the Lions Portal or the Lionsgate Portal or some time in the future, I hope that uh, you enjoy this episode. Hello, my beautiful babies. Are you ready for more from the entrepreneur? This is a continuation of last week's show. P.S. For those of you who are not business owners and entrepreneurs, next week, come back to me. I will hit you with the good, good. Um, I think we're talking celiac disease next week. Okay. So we're, we're kind of like on to our typical stuff, but I did want to give the entrepreneurs and the business owners one more week of the goods because I've got a lot more to say. And um, a lot of you reached out after last week and said that this is exactly what you needed. So I'm just so jacked that this is landing with you because again, like I said last week, this is really how I run my business. A hundred percent. So it works. This These methodologies work. I can promise you that. And I, I just think about like, it reminds like what I'm doing here, my what I'm trying to do here uh, in these episodes, it's kind of like the four minute mile you know, back in 1954, Roger Bannister was the first athlete to run a mile in under four minutes. Before that had not been done, had not been recorded. And then two months later, two months after that, two other runners broke the four-minute barrier. So since then, well over a thousand athletes have done this. And it's now kind of like the standard of professional middle distance runners in several, several cultures, evidently. I don't know much about that, but those are the stats. Um, So the whole purpose or the whole point of that is like when we see someone else doing something, it changes something in our brain. It's like, oh shit, that is available to me. That can be done. Now we can get it all twisted up in our heads and this is not the point of today's show, but we're going to talk about this more in the energetics of expansion because especially as women are, 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 we're kind of socialized to be in like that competitive mode or we, we've, we have been taught that success is very limited. There's a limited amount of success to go around. So if somebody else has it, then that means there's less available for us. And so um, sometimes when we see somebody else doing something great, we're like, oh, we internalize that as like, that means we can't do it. But if you let the brain do its thing and you 
look, listen, and observe, and you watch somebody doing what you want to do, that actually puts it on the table for you as an option. We, we, it gives us the opportunity to change our belief about that thing. And so here, what I want to do here is normalize women starting businesses, growing businesses, talking about money and making money. That's what I want to do here. So I love doing these episodes. I'm so glad that they're getting a good response because I want you to know what's possible for you. And you know, I'm always striving to lead by example. You know, if you've ever done a course with me, you've probably heard me quote DMX, doc is cheap, MRFer. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say the real word here because that's like a pretty gnarly swear. Um, but like my whole thing is like, don't tell them, show them, right? Lead by example, be the change. Uh, a lot of people talk a real good game but like don't have the follow through. So I want to show you how this is all going down for me. So then you see it and you're like, I can do that too. And so with that today, we're going to talk about investing. We're going to talk about pricing your services. We're going to talk a little bit about money. Um, I got a lot of questions, um, through Instagram about investing. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I, the way that I view business, it's, it's kind of a combination of mind and like spirit or mind and energy, because we do have to use our mind. Something is in businesses we actually do have to do with our mind. And then some of it is more spiritual, more energetic. In these episodes, I am speaking to your mind. You know, like, it's like when you're listening, I hope that some things click into place for you where you're like, whoa, I've never thought about it like this before. Like you have like a mental breakthrough where you're like, whoa, you know, something that I say here can change the trajectory of your thoughts, change the way that you think about business or think about investing or think about yourself, right? It changes something in your mind, which is really important. But also in these episodes, I'm speaking to a different, more expanded part of you. So sometimes when you hear me speak, there, there might be a part of you that feels like rather than you're learning something new, it's like more of like a remembering, like, oh, there was a part of me that actually already knew this, right? There's a residence of like, I already knew this somewhere. And so in those moments, in those pockets of like, huh, like you feel that feeling in your body pause, even like pause, like hit the pause button for a second and just like let yourself feel that resonance. Like, huh, this feels really true to me. Let me sit with this. Okay. Because that is oftentimes that's where like the magic happens and it's not just anchoring things into our mind, but like into our bodies as well. So today we're going to talk about investing, like I said, and I will tell you that I invest in the people, in the programs, in the courses that help me to access those feelings. And the more that I tune into those avenues that allow me to access those feelings, the easier it is for me to access those feelings. And last week we talked about alignment and this is how I feel like I get myself into alignment into coherence where like everything's clicking in. Um, and that's really why I created the energetics of expansion. So that's the course that starts next week. 
and why I'm giving you whoever purchases it lifetime access to these. So you can go back to them as needed to like come back to those, like not just the mental breakthroughs, but also like the feeling of like, oh, I know this to be true because we can so easily kind of get like knocked off our axis. Like if you've ever done meditation and you're like, I am in the zone, like I'm feeling it. And then you like go out into the real world and you're like, fuck, there it goes. (laughs) There it went. I was so enlightened for a minute there. I was so conscious. Um, but that's what happens and that's real life. That's real world. Like you're, you're high vibing in your business and then you get, you know, a, uh, uh, you know, something happens, whether it's like a bill or a client feedback or, you know, just like something life happens and you're like, oh, and you lose it. We have to have tools to keep pulling us back, to keep recalibrating ourselves and, that is, I, my secret to doing that is to invest in the people that kind of bring this out of me. So if at any point during last week or this week show you're feeling that, really consider energetics of expansion because you want to be able to continue to access, access this. And you can attend live. I think being in the hype energy is like awesome. Like just bout it, bout it, you know, like get in there. And then you also have the ability to ask me questions and get that back and forth interaction. But I want this, the reason that I'm giving lifetime access is because I want you to come back to these teachings every single time you need a tune-up, right? There are certain videos or lectures or courses that I come back to over and over and over and over again. I do consider it like a a little energy tune-up. Like I know like once I get in the vibe of this, like I'm going to, something's going to change. Something's going to shift in me. It helps me recalibrate back to my confidence, my purpose, um, and those become my tools. And like anytime I am launching, if you've ever launched a program or, or a service, you know that it really brings up all of the things that need to be healed. <laughs> so I make space for that, like the insecurities to come up, but then I also have to have tools to recalibrate myself, to get back in my energy, to get back in alignment. So important. So this is kind of like my uh, like my pay it forward. I, I want to create this program so it can, so you can use it, you know, time and time again. So today we're going to talk about, I'm answering some questions that came in on Instagram and we're going to be talking about pricing services, investing, um, and then thoughts on having a business mentor or a coach. Like, do you need one? Like, what's the deal with that? And then, um, I, if I have time, I'll get into even more questions on niching down, uh, giving yourself permission to change. I hope I have time to get into that one. Um, how to market and grow beyond just social media. So a lot of people are like, what if I don't, like, what if social media is not my thing? Can I still like grow and expand? How do I do that? So if we have time, we'll get into all that, but let's start off with pricing services. One of, I posted a, um, a question, you know, like the question box on Instagram stories and, the question was like, Hey, this is a few weeks ago. I'm thinking about creating this course. One, would you be interested? And two, if you are interested, like what topics do you struggle with and what do you want to learn more about? So in, so somebody responded and wrote, yes, if it's affordable topics on how to determine rates and when to increase them. So that all came in on one answer, one response. So she's saying, yes, I would do this if it's affordable. And also I need help. I struggle with uh, when to increase my rates. And I just think, 
I'm like, this is fabulous. This is chef's kiss perfection. It is so interesting that these two questions came back to back like this because she's saying, I will invest. And by the way, whoever submitted this, this is not a call out. Thank you so much for sharing this. And thank you for, you know, letting it come through in this exact way, because a lot of people need to hear what I'm about to say, because this is, this is a big one. This is a big one. So it's, it's like saying like, I will invest in my business. I will invest in myself. I will invest in my future growth. I will invest in my potential if it's affordable, which what is like, I mean like that we'll talk about how affordability is subjective. And at the same time, I want to know how to increase my own rates. I want to ask people to invest more in me. So I'm willing to invest in myself if if it's affordable. And also at the very same time, I want to ask people to invest more in me. So like I said, we're going to get, we're going to have the investment conversation. Investment requires a sense of self-importance. I'm going to unpack what that, what that word means to me or that term means to me. But if you do not feel that you are important, if you do not feel like your needs matter, then why would you invest in yourself, right? If we don't feel like we are important, we're a lot less likely to invest in ourselves. That makes sense, right? That makes common sense. But the flip side of that is without self-importance, we have, if we do not believe that we are important or that we matter or that our work is important or that our work matters, we have a hard time believing that people should invest in us. This is where self-worth issues come in. This is where self-doubt creeps in. This is where imposter syndrome comes up. So affordability is extremely subjective. And here's the deal. People don't pay you what you're worth, right? There's like this whole like charge your worth and that's hogwash. People don't pay you what you're worth. You are worthy because you exist, period, end of story, right? So you can't put a price tag on that. So people don't pay you what you're worth. They will pay what it's worth to them. So if you don't see yourself as a worthy investment, if you don't see your business as a worthy investment, then the likelihood that you will make a purchase for personal growth or expansion or business growth is low. And that's irrespective of the actual cost or monetary amount. So if you're lacking self-importance, the likelihood that you're going to invest in yourself is going to be low because it's not really worth it right? You don't like, there has to be a level of self-worth there before you're willing to invest in yourself. And I promise we're going to unpack, unpack that a lot more. Stay tuned. But how this can show up in your business, in your pricing, your rates and your fees is that you tend to devalue yourself. So this might look like undercharging where you're just not charging enough for your services, Or this can look like charging an appropriate fee, but feeling the perpetual need to over 
deliver because there's like some guilt or some funky energy tied up in receiving that money. Raise your hand if you feel like you've just been called out. That is a big one for people. That's a big one. It's like you, you might be charging what you think is reasonable. So it's not so much like you feel like you're undercharging, but you feel like you have to work like extra hard to almost prove your worth to your customers or your clientele. And when you're coming from that place, it becomes almost impossible to increase your fees because you're like, I am already working my ass off. I am already giving as much as I can and there's no way that I can give more. Therefore, I cannot increase my fees. So a lot of that has to really be cleared up. So I want you to really think about that, especially if that sounds like you. I just, this is so funny to me. So, you know, if you've been listening for a minute, you know that I love Wu-Tang and RZA. Uh, RZA is like kind of like the mastermind behind the Wu-Tang clan. And I just, I don't know, I just have like a thing for RZA and have for a minute. Um, and it's funny because Instagram, (laughs) Instagram really knows me, I guess, like really serves me up some niche content. So yesterday, just yesterday, whoops, uh, just yesterday I got this reel served up to me and it was RZA speaking on the importance of investing yourself. I shit you not. I'm like, okay, so like Wu-Tang meets entrepreneurship. If you, if you just sprinkle in a little nutrition and like, we are good to go. Um, I laughed, but it was a really good video. And he was saying that he always puts his money back into what makes him more money. So he's like, if we do, like, if we did a big project, we did a big job. He's like, I take that money. He's like, rather than buy like a chain or a new whip, I'm putting that money back into my talent, back into my equipment, back into myself, back into my creativity. I'm doing some type of program that's going to help better myself for the next job and the next project. And I just love that approach. I love it. I think it's so awesome. And I really relate to that. So it, it kind of helps to have this reframe or this mental shift when it comes to investing in yourself or in your business. And I think that that really, that, uh, that RZA advice really kind of exemplifies what I'm about to say, which is this belief that, so if we're looking at money as energy and we're not going to get into the whole money discussion because it's so big, it's so big. I'll probably teach a course on it in the future. Um, but if we look at money as energy and we look at, we allow ourselves to look at it like that and we can tap into this idea that money gets to flow through me and even take it a step further where money loves to replenish itself, right? And so if this feel, like feel into what I'm saying right now. You might be like, she's out of her gourd or you could be like, this actually feels good to me, right? Money flows through me. Money loves to replenish itself. If I let it go, I make space for more to come in. And I, that's kind of like what Riza is saying in terms of investing. It's like, I, I make money, I reinvest, and that reinvestment allows more to come in. And I just, I think that that feels to me, to my nervous system, that feels like a very uh, supportive way to, to feel into investing. There is... I, I understand the premise. I'm gonna, like, let me, let me talk through this. There is this idea that your clients will only invest 
in you and your offers at the level that you invest in yourself. And I think that there's there's a there's some truth to this, so I'll unpack that. I also think it can be a very manipulative sales tactic. It's very big in the coaching world. Um, especially for like coaches who are charging like 100k to like justify a $100,000 purchase, right? It's like, well, you got to do this. It, it come I think it comes from kind of like fear-based marketing. It's like if you don't do this, then you're not going to grow type of vibe. Um but there's there's a there's a whisper of truth there. There's like something there. When I I pulled Instagram and I said, "What are you more likely to invest in? Your health, personal growth, business, or the fourth option was I struggle with investing myself uh, in myself. And 20% of people said, I actually struggle with investing in myself, right? That's a big one. Um, But if we're afraid to invest in us, it's like we're afraid to let go of money. It's kind of like we're saying, I'm afraid to let go of money because I do not believe that it will replenish itself, right? And this is kind of, and and if we believe that, we're going to see evidence of that. That's how subconscious beliefs work. What you believe feeds into what you see. If you're someone that doesn't invest in themselves, you become a match for that same thing, which is people, that 20%, the people who don't really feel comfortable investing in themselves, right? And when I say investing, we're we're talking about investing in relation to money. Today, just because this is kind of like on pricing, on fees, on money and all that stuff. And we have to have an opportunity to talk about money, even though it makes people uncomfortable, right? Uh, But investing can be not just financial. It can be time, investing your time, investing your energy, investing your attention, investing your care, okay? So just to be clear about that. But I really want you to, if if this kind of feels like you understand that these same principles apply elsewhere, right? So this idea like money flows through me, that can be applied to creativity. That can be applied to sharing knowledge. A lot of people have the concern, especially with like internet, uh, like content marketing, like putting free stuff out there. Like this idea that if I share too much, if I give away the goods, nobody's going to actually want to hire me. If I give away too much, right? Nobody's going to want to like, there's no sense in There's no reason for people to hire me or purchase things from me. So there can be a tendency to hoard information, right? We like kind of sit on our knowledge because we're afraid to give too much up. My Very similar to this concept of money flows through me, my belief is the more I share, the more space I make for more to come through. I mean, I can't have a weekly podcast where I record an hour's worth of content every single week for five years and not have that belief, right? The more I share, the more space I make for for things to come through me. Um, I think of when Marie Forleo says, there's always more where that came from, right? And so just notice if you have this grabby energy, right? If you have this like tendency to hoard, whether it's money or it's uh, information, um, a, a big one, a big one with nutrition professionals and wellness professionals is uh, not wanting to share 
your trainings or your resources with other people. Like maybe you listen to a podcast and you're like, I'm getting so much good out of this. I don't really want to share it with other people because then they're going to know how I know the thing. And you know, it's like, just notice if you have a tendency to, to hoard anything, any resources, because that actually kind of blocks the flow of energy. This hoarding or gripping energy comes from the belief that there is not enough. There's not enough money. There's not enough, enough success. There's not enough clients. There's not enough to go around. And if we have that belief, we are blocking that coming into us, right? We're going to see evidence that that is true if that is our belief. So really pay attention. Where else if this sounds like you, where else does this belief show up? Because these themes, these patterns usually present in multiple areas of our life. They usually don't exist in isolation. It's usually not just like in business, this is how I am. And in the rest of my life, I'm completely different way. That's, that's not really how it shakes out. Side note, that's why people say entrepreneurship is like therapy on steroids because it's like a lot of the inner work. Um, but if you, if that, if, if any of that is showing up for you, that can really impact the energy behind our offers and behind our pricing. If you have the fundamental belief that there is not enough, then it's likely you will believe that there's not enough clients too, right? There's not enough people who need or want your work. There's not enough desire. There's not enough uh, people to buy or your clients don't have enough money to invest in your services or products. That's another big one that comes up when I'm working with my mentees about pricing is like people can't afford to do it. If you have this not enoughness somewhere, these deep-seated beliefs of there isn't enough. So that is a big one that we really need to kind of unpack. Not today, unfortunately, because that one goes deep. So stick a pin in that for the energetics of expansion. And we do a lot of that in the Functional Nutrition Academy as well. So pricing. Pricing really goes back to the pyramid framework that I shared with you last week, right? That craft, confidence, energetics, sharing, invisibility. Pricing comes in at step four, that sharing piece. We're, we're selling, we're extending our offers to the world, and we're setting our fees and our prices. So we got to get, just like I talked to you last week, we're building on that framework. We got to get one, two, and three on lock before we can feel good about setting our fees. So take step one, for example, our craft. If we're just starting out, chances are our fees are going to look different than somebody who has spent a decade or two decades honing their craft, right? We have to like get good at what we do. That is going to help us determine how to set our fees, like where we are in our craft. But also confidence, self-worth, self-trust, self-respect, self-importance all come into it as well. Cause you can be really good at what you do, but if you don't know that you're really good at what you do, you've got some work to do. With me, with pricing, um, I take a little, I, I don't want to say this is a different approach, um, but this is my approach. I won't say it's different than other people. This is what feels good to me. There is a huge energetic component and I have a, a very specific process. I lay that out in the Functional Nutrition Academy, but it has a lot to do with how I feel and what feels good to me. 
um, how I create pricing and fees in my business is really based on reciprocity. Reciprocity is a concept I will unpack a lot in the energetics of expansion because it is absolutely huge when it comes to what you offer, what you charge, what you make yourself available for, uh, who has access to you, whether or not you're working for exposure, uh, whether you do collaborations, when you do collaborations, all of it. We have to talk about reciprocity and what that means and what that looks like. So I will charge what feels like an appropriate energy exchange or reciprocity for me. Um, and it's kind of a, of a feeling like, does this feel good? And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about what that looks like in my other containers. Um, it, I also set prices based off of my level of investment. So like what's whatever I'm offering, like what is going to be required of me to show up for this offer? How much of myself have I put into building this thing? So like how much of me is required, like go time? Like, do I have to be like available? And then also how much of myself have I invested into building out whatever I'm offering? Because it's so important to make sure that we are respecting ourselves in our own offerings and containers. We have to have a level of self-respect, okay? And we have to think about that when we're setting prices, when we're setting fees. I have talked about this concept of consume her culture before on the podcast. It really ties into the Buddhist concept of the hungry ghost. It's just kind of like forever famished, never filled, always searching for more, 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 consuming more, 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 filled with perpetual need, showing up and asking for more, 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 never feeling fulfilled, more, 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 more. And consume her culture is the expectation that women should be available for that. We should be available for people constantly coming to us expecting more, 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 more. And I know a lot of my business owners out there who are listening can relate to this. I know it. I know it. This is where the burnout comes from. I know it. Um, and this is like back in the day, I, I did two episodes. Um, one was called When Clients Feel Entitled to Your Time. There was another one, When Clients Want to Pick Your Brain. Those were two biggies. And I, I mean, years ago I did this because I was like processing a lot of this stuff myself in my own business as my business grew. What I can tell you is if I don't feel like I'm being appreciated in my work, it feels like I'm just being consumed. And that feels terrible to me. Um, there was, I think it was two years ago gosh, what is time? You know, like what is time? <laughs> I'm rereading Eckhart Tolle's book, uh, The Power of Now. And I was like, what is time? <laughs> it's an illusion. Time is an illusion. <laughs> anyway, but I remember talking about this on the podcast where I was working with a business coach and my homework was like, do what feels good. And I was like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> I can't do that. Do what feels good? No, I have to suffer for my work. What? What is this fresh hell you're talking about? But I am at the point, I'm happy to say that that, that actually really is important to me. It's like, I want to feel good. I want to feel respected. I want to feel appreciated. 
That's so important to me. And because I've cultivated a level of self-importance, I'm willing to say, yeah, this actually does matter. Um, so feeling good in your own offers does matter. So I'll give you an example of like, I mean, you could probably come up with oodles of examples in your own business. I'll give you an example of, uh, something that's been coming up recently in mine. So, you know, I, I have the FNA, I do some business coaching. Um, there are nutrition professionals that are kind of looking at me being like, Oh, okay. Like I've, I'm picking up what she's putting down. I'm, I'm into it. So I've, I've gotten sort of an uptick in nutrition professionals reaching out to me through DM saying, Hey, I love your podcast. Can you recommend some books for me? Can you recommend some trainings for me? Can you recommend other resources for me? How did you, what are your certification? What can you do for me? showing up and saying, I, I benefit from what you're doing already and I want more, right? That's, the, that's what it feels like to be on the receiving end of this consumer culture, this expectation that you just got to show up and serve and serve and serve and serve and it's never enough. So when I see these, I'm like, oh, do you want me to put together a curriculum for you? Just lickety split? Great. I already did it. Took me about two years. It's called the Functional Nutrition Academy. You are welcome to enroll. Like I've done it before, right? So what the, what people are actually asking in this exchange is for my undivided attention, my individualized attention, my in my undivided time, right? My my individualized advice. They are saying I have a need and I would like you to meet it, right? But the reality of the situation is that this is actually part of my job, right? This is what I get paid for. So the expectation that I should be available to deliver that for free, that doesn't feel good to me anymore. It just, it just, I mean, hasn't for a while, to be honest. It feels like I'm being consumed by a hungry ghost. What feels good to me and what I love to do and what I'm happy to do is share freely on this podcast, right? We have well over 200 hours of free content that you can benefit from. You can benefit from it personally, professionally, but anything beyond that, that lives behind a paywall. And that's how I get to uphold my self-respect and my integrity and my alignment, right? Those, the paywall, right? Those fees, that investment are in alignment with the level of investment that I put in. So this really has to, when you're thinking about structuring your fees in your services, this has to come into play. This is a, this is important. Um, let's use the Functional Nutrition Academy as an example, just because I was, you know, just talking about it. It took me 12 years of experience at this point, a quarter million dollars of my own investment money, like in my own education and my own mentorship and all that kind of stuff. Um, and like two years of actual like grinding time to build that program out. And I continue to invest my money by hiring thought leaders and hiring mentors. I can like, you know, for FNA to come and teach FNA. So you're not just hearing from me, you're hearing from thought leaders in the industry, like Dr. Carrie Jones and Dr. Mark Pimentel and Dr. Lara Brighton. I don't mean a name drop, but yo, let me name drop for a hot minute. <laughs> Um, I continue to invest my time because I show up twice a month live. Uh, I invest my time by creating new curriculum all of the time, right? So that's a big investment on my end. So that means that the investment that I ask for, the fee that I set is going to match that. Otherwise, it doesn't feel good. And if it doesn't feel good, it's not worth it to me. 
So when you're setting your fees, I'm using myself as an example and my own business as an example, just to give you some ideas to like wrap your head around. When you're setting your fees, ask yourself, what feels good to you? What feels like a good exchange based on your level of investment into the offering? And when it comes to free content, I'm a huge fan of free content. I love to share. I love to encourage other people to do the same, but not to the point of bleeding out. So we share, we show up and we share to the point that it feels good to us, but not to the point where we feel like we're bleeding out and we're just consistently being consumed. So you do have to have a cutoff point. You have to be aware of that boundary between what is paid and what is free. So we're going to talk more about this in the energetics of expansion, especially when it comes to working for exposure, kind of like when to say yes, when, when to know it's worth it and when it's not worth it. That's a big one, especially as your business grows, when you become more visible, when you want to help more and more and more people, your level of self-respect must raise in alignment and in relationship to your business growth. I'm going to say that again for the cheap seats in the back. Your level of self-respect has to grow in proportion to your business growth. Hey, let's take a quick break so we can talk about our latest sponsor, Dry Farm Wines. One thing that I hear from clients often is, I used to be able to drink wine and now I can no longer tolerate. And there's a reason for that. We talk a lot on the show about processed food, but wine can be extremely processed as well. There are 76 additives legally approved for use in winemaking. This can be dyes, thickeners, GMO yeast, And the top 20 wines sold in the U.S., the most popular ones, all contain high levels of sugar. So my answer to that problem is dry farm wines. I've had a subscription for them uh, for years, and I absolutely love every single bottle they sell. They are organically, biodynamically grown, sugar-free, low alcohol, and they source wines from small family growers. So if you're like me and you enjoy the occasional glass of wine while you're cooking with your family, head to dryfarmwines.com forward slash funk. For Functional Nutrition Podcast listeners, they're offering an extra bottle in your first box for a penny. You get free shipping and delivery straight to your door. So check them out and enjoy. When I start to feel my stress and anxiety kick it up a notch, like Emerald Lagasse, I personally lean on Ned's De-Stress Blend. It's a certified organic for- formula that features two powerful plant compounds, CBD, and then the lesser known CBG, which is considered the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is for anxiety and stress. De-Stress Blend also features ashwagandha, one of my favorite adaptogens, And I think I say that about all the adaptogens, but ashwagandha was my gateway into adaptogenic herbs. So I do have a special love for it. Invest in yourself and fortify your stress response. Get 15% off of Ned's de-stress blend with code FUNK. Go to helloned.com forward slash FUNK or enter code FUNK at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash F-U-N-K to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. 
All right, my athletes and my fitness freaks, are you getting enough electrolytes? You kind of need them. They're kind of a big deal. You lose a lot through sweat, but just don't be replacing them with any of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no fillers, no yuck. You need Element. It's not only delicious and wicked convenient, mixes in water super easily, but it also contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium. You can get a free sample pack. That's eight single serve packets for free with any Element order when you go to drinkelement.com forward slash funk. The deal's only available through my unique link to thank you for listening to the show. D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com forward slash F-U-N-K. You can try it risk-free. So I've had a lot of uh, business owners and peers ask, like, how do you do all of this? Like, how do you pull all of this off? Because if you think about the level of output that I deliver on a weekly or a monthly basis, right? This is just looking at my free content. We do a weekly podcast to 100,000 people. We do a weekly newsletter. We do almost daily social media posts to 100,000 people. Um, I create content for my Functional Nutritionist website. I create content for my Functional Nutrition Academy website. Oh yeah, two websites. No, easy breezy, no problem. <laughs> they both need content, right? But the, but the goal of this is like, let's help as many people as possible. We want to help our clients. I want to help my customers, our students, our listeners, my team, right? I have a big uh, desire to get my work out there and to help people and to have that ripple effect. I love it. But in order for this to really work, my needs have to matter here. I have to respect myself enough to recognize what my needs are and to take care of them. So this requires a certain level of self-importance, right? And this is a huge, self-importance is like self-respect. It's a sense of self. Who am I? It's self-trust. It's confidence. Huge module in the energetics of expansion. Huge module. Huge. When we hear self-importance, I think where we go, like I think our minds go to the concept of being self-absorbed, right? Kind of being full of your, well, I don't want to say I'm not self-important. Self-importance makes me feel a little squirrely, like being full of yourself, big ego, like you know, we, so we kind of reject the notion of self-importance, but real self-absorption is probably what you're already doing. You probably are already self-absorbed. You just might not be aware of it because I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I bet that you are absorbed with your self-doubts, with your self-disgust, with your self-judgment, with your fears, right? It's how most of people most of us are spending our time already absorbed by our own fears and insecurities and self-perceived inadequacies. Self-importance is not that. It's not that. It's not self-absorption. Self-importance is saying, I matter. Self-respect is respecting yourself enough to make sure your own needs are met. Self-respect and self-importance, it's basically assessing What do I give out to everybody else? And I'm going to make sure that I'm getting a piece of my own pie. So without self-importance, without a sense of self-respect, our relationships are predicated on people taking and taking and taking and you bleeding out and bleeding out and bleeding out to keep everyone happy. And that's when we burn out. And that burnout 
this, 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 uh, this pattern, this tendency, it can show up in our life. It can show up in our homes. It can show up in our families and it definitely shows up in our business. And we know entrepreneurial burnout is a big one. Last summer, I recorded the boundaries course. Boundaries, setting boundaries are the anecdote to burnout, right? By the way, you can purchase that like a la carte. You can purchase that boundaries course um, on the Functional Nutrition Academy website. But in order to, so if uh, boundaries are the anecdote to burnout, well, we have to be able to set boundaries. But in order to set boundaries, we need self-importance, okay? And so now what I do, like a lot of my, well, most of my one-on-one work now is really working with CEOs and entrepreneurs and ambitious women to reverse that burnout, right? A lot of that entrepreneurial burnout, people come to me like dragon limbs and they're like, things aren't good. My business is thriving, but like I'm falling apart. It's like, yeah. Uh, and that's a problem because when we burn out, we can't help anyone, especially not ourselves. And it's interesting because one of the questions that came in on Instagram was how, like about managing and growing a business with chronic health issues. And I don't have, uh, you know, I don't have the, um, we don't have the time to like really unpack this. We can definitely do more of this in, uh, we do a lot of this in the functional nutrition Academy and we can do some of this in, uh, energetics of expansion. My motto is, and I got this from Kate Northrup, it's body first, business second. So I take care of me, my body, my needs before I tend to my business. But hey, guess what? (laughs) That requires a level of self-importance in order to do that. So pricing and fees and charging for your services is a way to allow yourself to continue to show up and do the work. So it's important that we set our fees and our prices in a way that feels good to us and respects us. And to me, that, to me personally, I'm not saying you have to adopt this. And I think it depends on what industry you're in and all of that. But to me, I'm going to set my, my prices and my fees according to that instead of according to or trying to be affordable, knowing that affordability is so subjective. I'm not trying to set fees by asking myself, what can people afford? I'm trying to set my fees by saying, what makes sense for me to be able to offer this, right? If I'm spending hours, days, weeks, months, years creating something, what makes sense for me to charge for that? And that's how I have really squeaky clean energy around my fees and around my pricing. There's no guilt. There's no weird energy. It's not squidgy or squishy. It's just like, this is it, right? You get the opportunity. The way that I love to run my shit is like, you get the opportunity to benefit from a lot of my teachings for free. If you want more beyond that, then you can invest. And there's no, like, there's no middle ground there. A lot of my services um, 
are, you know, like there's like staggered in approach, right? There's like low ticket offers and there's higher ticket offers and all of that. Like that's perfectly fine. Um, so you just kind of have to figure out what feels right for you based on what you're doing. And I, this is the, one of the things I absolutely love to teach about in the Functional Nutrition Academy because obviously pricing our services is like a big one, right? There's a lot that comes up with that. So we spend quite a bit of time unpacking that because I want you as the business owner, as the entrepreneur to be able to do exactly the same thing, which is set your fees in a way that feels good to you. And sometimes that's a little bit easier said than done. So hopefully that was helpful. Let's switch over into investing. I was really surprised about, uh, by the amount of questions or comments that came in about investing and like kind of like clunky energy around investing in ourselves. And what I will say is that the reason that I can teach on these concepts that I'm teaching about in these entrepreneur classes and episodes is because I have invested a lot of time, a lot of my energy and yes, money into mentorship, into trainings, into resources. I have at this point a very, what I would consider a very healthy relationship with investing in myself. Um, And I want to remember last week, I want you to think back to last week where I warned against like, like trying to catch yourself thinking like, well, it's easy for her, like writing yourself like off, like taking yourself out of the game by being, well, it's easy for her to say because blah, blah, blah. She's doing really well in her business. So it's easy to invest. But to be clear, I adopted this um, relationship uh, long before I was making the revenue in my business that I'm making now. And again, to remind you, investing doesn't always mean financial. It can mean time, energy, attention, care. A lot of women struggle with investing attention into themselves, self-care, uh, you know, time, effort, right? So, so again, think about ways, like think about patterns here. If you have a hard time investing money into yourself or money into your future growth, do you have a hard time like investing time into yourself, right? Do you tend to give your free time other, over to other people? Do you, are you, you know, uh, somebody who's like caretaking the needs of everybody else over and above your own? Well, that's a pattern. Let's unpack it, right? Typically, this stuff doesn't just come up around money. Typically, what I have found. But what I will say is that the year that I grew my revenue by 100K, so my revenue grew 100K in one year. That was like my first big leap. You know what I mean? It's like there's a difference between like my revenue grew from 30,000 to 40,000 the next year. Like it, I made a $100,000 leap. That's a big one in one year. Um, part of that, I wrote a, a, a blog about it that you can find on the Functional Nutrition Academy website. Um, but part of it was treating my business like an actual business. And now that I'm like thinking about this, I think that there was like a level of self-respect there. Like to like see myself as a business owner, to see myself as a business you know, person, a business woman, like there was like a little bit of like self-respect that had to come along with it. And so I saw myself as that business owner, which meant that I invested in my actual business. I invested in my future growth. And I think before that point, I was too unsure of myself to really do that, to really go for that. Um, and there were a few things that happened that shifted my mental perception of myself Uh, So I actually saw myself in that way and then I invested accordingly, but it did pay off uh, like by a lot. So I think 
that has increased my confidence in this arena is, is seeing that it paid off because now I see myself as a sure bet. I think of the Santi Gold quote, ain't a gambler, but honey, I'd put money on myself. Like I, I really believe in my own potential and I am willing to invest in it. Um, sometimes my, my, uh, my husband is now the CFO. So he sees all the financials of the business. And sometimes he's like, what's happening? And I'm like, I am investing in myself. Don't worry about it. Watch it back and watch, watch me now. But that's really what I mean by having a healthy relationship with investing myself. I believe in my own potential. I believe in my own potential. How does that feel to you when I say that? Is that part of that? Do you feel that kind of like visceral response of like, oh, like I know somewhere there's a part of me, right? There's a part of me that knows that. There's a part of me that remembers that it's safe to believe in my own potential. That's the part of you that I'm speaking to right now. The part of you that knows this to be true. The part of you that is expanded, the expanded version of yourself. So I don't see investing in myself as risky. There is, I have set the belief that there's always going to be an ROI, a return on investment, even when it's not financial. I am still getting something out of it for me. And because I believe that I matter, because I believe that my needs and my desires are important, if I get something out of it, anything, even just like a little bit of enjoyment, it's worth it to me. That's a win. That's the vibe and the whole damn prize. And I also make sure that I bring intentionality into it. I set the intention before I make a purchase. I set the intention that I will get exactly what I need out of this investment. Uh, Simone Soul, she's a business coach who's very cool. And she just posted on Instagram this exact thing. She said, I've been happy with almost every single investment I've ever made, including ones I barely used, including ones I regretted pretty much immediately upon purchase because I make myself responsible for choosing thoughts about the investment that make me feel great about it. So when you see yourself as a capable investment, when you put the money down, you trust that something is going to come out of it. Last year, uh, last summer, I spent $5,000 on, (laughs) it was literally six videos. There was two women teaching. They each did three videos. There was no Q&A. There was no one-on-one interaction. It was literally just videos that they live streamed into a Facebook group. $5,000, that's what I spent. Um, And I was like (laughs) pretty underwhelmed by it, to be honest with you. But they, the reason I invested is because they are two, we're going to talk about the concept of mentorship, but they were two mentors, meaning that they had built what I wanted to build. So I, it was, it was worth it to me to kind of get in the proverbial room with them and hear them speak about business and CEOs and business decisions and all of that. I was underwhelmed just because I'm like, I really just paid $5,000 for this, but I trust myself. And I realized, like, I'm like, hey, I chose this for a reason. There's a reason that I'm here. Um, and I will say that I, I participated in those, you know, I listened to everything. And each woman, the, the two different women had very different perspectives of how they ran their companies and how they ran their teams. And it was really helpful for me to see two different, because like one of them I aligned with and the other one, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm 
that's a vibe for me. And the other one was like, huh, that one doesn't feel really good to me. And so what I will say a year later, exactly a year later, June to June, I ended up hiring and signing my first six figure hire, which is, that was a huge moment for me because I never even thought it was possible for me to make six figures in my, you know, like in my career, like when I hit that, I, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to hit pause and I'm trying to not uh, do that because I think it's fine for you to hear some emotion come out of it because it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. I didn't think that that was possible for me to even hit six figures myself. I didn't see myself as capable. I didn't see myself as successful and have done a lot of inner work to change that. And so when I hired somebody and was able to sign them for six figures, that was a very big deal. Um, and just as an, like, while I'm riffing on this, I, I, just because I know business owners are listening to me, that is another place that I invest as a business owner. I invest in my people. In my world, everybody gets paid. I don't want to grow my company just for the sake of growing my company. Just to say, like, I did it. Look at me. I'm, I'm, a bi- I'm big time. I want to grow my company so I can enhance the lives of every single person that interfaces with my company. And that includes my employees. That includes my people. It's so important for, for me to pay people well. This is not the norm. The more I see in business, the more I am disappointed in how people run their shit. This is not the norm. I see my team as an investment. So when I say the start of this, I want to see women getting paid, I fucking mean it. There's a lot of people talking about female empowerment and paying their people shit money. And that makes me mad. When I say I am here for women empowerment, I mean it through and through and through. Ladies get paid. So this really, you know, we're, talk, we're not talking about pricing anymore, but this kind of does factor into the pricing of my programs because everyone you see is getting paid, whether it's the master classes in the Functional Nutrition Academy or the nervous system support classes in your hormone revival, people are getting paid. I'm not just asking people to do this out of the kindness of their heart. <laughs> I get a lot of asks. I get a lot of asks by big companies say, hey, can you come speak for us? We'll pay you $0. And it's perpetually shocking to me that like a small company like myself is willing to pay people and like a financial organization who just reached out to me a couple of weeks ago is not. Like that blows, perpetually blows my mind, but I'm off on a tangent. So the point of that riff was to say that yes, I spent $5,000 to watch six live stream videos in a Facebook group. I did that. And also being in that container definitely allowed for some growth. And so at the end of the day, it was worth it to me. And so that is another way that I have a healthy relationship with investing in myself because I make myself responsible for having a good experience and setting that intention. And also I I do set this intention for folks who are enrolling in my program. So like I set an intention for the people coming in, um, not a specific one because like that, I'm not going to project my shit onto you. Right. But I just say like, I choose to know and believe that every person in this will get exactly what they need. I hold big space for the transformation. Part of the work that I do when I'm creating a container, 
like a workshop or a course like the Energetics of Expansion or a whole freaking academy like FNA. And when I'm inviting people in, part of the work that I do is energy work to hold big space for big transformations. And I will say that that gets increasingly more important as your business grows is like the ability to do that. So if you do kind of hook up with somebody, if you're, if your goal is growth and expansion in your business, make sure you hook up with somebody that, you know, understands how important that is and can help to help you facilitate that. Um, just as like a pro tip, because uh, that's that's important. So anyway, um, I think of, I want to talk about this investment piece because it's hard for women. It really is. And I think about, um, we have a, you know, like a, a community, what am I trying to say? Like a community forum, there, there it is, for F&A. And I had asked the last time I was launching, I had said like, hey, if this program was marketed to you, because there's a lot of like personal growth and obviously business growth. And to me, business growth is personal growth and personal growth is business growth. It's all one and the same. If it was marketed to you that way, would you have been as interested in it? Um, or did you just sign up? for the functional medicine education. And like pretty much everyone was like, I signed up for the functional medicine education and I like stayed, came here for the education, stayed for the pep rallies and the personal growth and the transformation. Um, But one woman said, I wouldn't have invested in myself like that. Like I'm so grateful that I did. I'm glad I did it. But I, if it had been marketed to me, I wouldn't have said yes because I wouldn't have invested in myself like that back then. And... man, just the thought of women saying like, I can't, who am I? Who am I to invest in myself? That, that tells me there's so much work to be done. So much more work to be done. And I am, I am ready for it. But listen, this, this has a lot to do with self-worth and our own personal stories, but also our collective story. Um, Rachel, this is a quote from Rachel, Rachel Rogers. She says, women have effectively internalized the messages that our society sends them about money. And the result is that the primary emotion so many of us feel about money is shame. Shame. We have shame about what we earn, whether it's too little or too much. We have shame about what we spend. We have shame around our debt. We have shame around investing. It's like shame, 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 no matter what. Shame about money. Starling Bank did this interesting study where they were really looking at how um, women and men were targeted very differently when it came to uh, money. So 65% of money articles in women's magazines define women as excessive spenders. And so the advice is to limit, to restrict, to get, to take better control of your splurges. Stop drinking those lattes. Stop buying those handbags. Stop buying those high heels, right? It's like be thrifty, do more with less, cut your coupons, Whereas with men in men's magazines and more of the like the marketing on the the toward men, it's like take financial risks, right? That's encouraged. Be bold, be courageous, be daring with money. Invest to achieve power. Women are not sold these messages. In fact, just the opposite. So it's not like a shock of all shocks that women are terrified of investing. We're like, well, we're not good with money. Oh, I don't, I don't do that. Oh no. Right. Like, and I'm, I'm certainly not saying that you have to take big financial scary risks in order to grow your business and be successful. 
I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that men are encouraged to take big financial risks and women are not. And some of the stats that I shared last week, only 15% of CEOs at Fortune 500 companies are female. 30% of businesses in the U.S. are owned by women, only 30%. Uh, Only 2% of women-owned businesses break the $1 million mark. Those owned by men are 3.5 times as likely to reach that million dollar threshold. So there's something, there's something going on here, right? There's something going on here. So we do have this collective story that many of us uh, carry around. And I wonder if this is, you know, last week we talked about ways we take ourselves out of the game. I wonder if this like this idea that I, who am I to invest in myself kind of pulls us out of the game, right? We feel shame around investing, because we're kind of socialized that way. We feel shame around spending money on ourselves because we've been kind of taught to not do that. Once I understood this, this is part why I say I have a healthy relationship with investing in myself. Once I really understood this, I was able to look at it quite differently. And that really helped to shift my perspective around it. And so I really think about it very differently now. Like to me, if it's not big, it's not as exciting or motivating. Um, And I think some of us, not all of us, but definitely some of us invest uh, invest ourselves at the level of financial investment. And I, you know, I used to, whenever, like pretty much across the board, almost 100% of the time, anytime I have gifted one of my programs to somebody, they have not done it because we can track who logs in and who lo- and who doesn't. And so I realize that like if, you know, like have you ever done a free challenge or you like signed up for something that was free and it just like sat in your inbox, you didn't do it, right? Versus when you actually throw money down, you're like more likely to just like, because you're invested, so then you're invested. You know what I'm saying? Um, with and this is this is kind of how I think about Functional Nutrition Academy. Um, you know, the price is set because of all that it offers, but also I want you invested, right? I want you to participate. I want you to get something out of this program because when you do, then the whole world wins. We have this ripple effect. You get to take everything you're learning and like ripple it out to the rest of the world. I want that. You know, I want that for for us. I want that for you, and I want that for the rest of the world. Um, Actually, I'm going to answer this question because this comes up. This is a uh, a common enough question that I want to address it here. One of the questions about FNA is like, you know, how long does it take to make the money back? So um, we've reached out to some of our students and grads, and a lot of people are saying they made it back in under a year. Obviously, I can't guarantee that for anybody. I can't promise that. Um, But what I can promise you is I can teach you how to make your needs and your energy matter. I can definitely do that. I can promise uh, that I can teach you how to invest in yourself or that just the concept of investing in yourself and investing in your potential and investing in your future growth is a worthy endeavor. Uh, A F&A student just recently said, I honestly can't get enough of Aaron's pep talks. I love that. Love it. I'm here for that. But more practically speaking, we I'm actually adding something. I'm extremely excited about this because obviously I know that if you invest in something, you want to see that like tangible ROI. So I putting together this challenge, it's totally optional. If you know, if like challenges stress you out and freak you out, like do not worry about it. You don't have to do this. But for for those people who are like, yeah, let's do this. Um, we have 
a challenge that gets in, it's halfway through the program that we offer it to you. And it's called 20K in 20 days. So FNA is 20K in 20 days, where we offer you different, like uh, different ways to package your services. And by the six month mark, you've learned a lot in FNA. And so we're now we're like, cool, let's get you getting those offers out there into the world. And so it's a bit of a challenge and it's kind of just like a win, 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 because even if you do this and you make zero dollars, you still get the experience of like putting together packages and like making your offers. And we can kind of unpack like, oh, what went wrong? What got, what went pear shaped, right? We can unpack that in real time. And even if, and if you make 20K, cool, you just made back your investment awesome. And if let's say you make like 5k, okay, it's $5,000 more than you had, you know, 20 days prior. So I'm excited about that one. Um, that's going to be a fun challenge to do and bringing fun and levity into it. Very important. Um, we do have feedback from current students and grads. It was the best investment I could have made for my career. Somebody else said, I agree on it being the best investment. I'm working with a conventionally trained NP and I'm teaching her a ton. Somebody else said, it's the best professional investment I've ever made. So is it an investment? Yes. Will you get something out of it? Yes. And the the reality of the situation is I care more about your dreams than I care about your fears. You can hold on to your fears. You can argue for your fears. I'm going to be the one petitioning for your dreams. I'm going to be doing that. And that's something that I'm actually really good at if I do say so myself. So you get the, you get the option to kind of like plug into the energy, almost like, uh, I don't know, like a generator, right? Like plug into that and just like juice yourself up. Okay. We're like, I think I'm past the hour mark now. Should I just keep going? Gosh, I did want to talk about there's so many more things that I have to say. I don't know. I just love talking job, you know, what can I say? So sue me. Um, I do want to touch on this thing because one of the questions that came in was how to justify investing in yourself in your business when you have little resources. And again, resources can be many different things. So what specific resources are you talking about? Um, I personally, I don't feel the need to justify investing in myself for all the reasons that I just mentioned. I don't have to justify it. If I want it, I get it, right? That's, I'm like, I know that whatever I put into this, I'm going to get out of it. And to me, that is a surefire bet. But you might, if let's say you've invested in yourself and you haven't seen an ROI in the past, well, you know, apply some of the things that we talked about here, but also that might actually be the moment when you consider investing in a different type of help. Like maybe you've been investing in the wrong type of help. I think of my friend who she had done a lot of continuing ed programs, but she wasn't doing anything with them. She had all this information, but wasn't like taking any step forward with it. So she hired a business coach and then she hired a clinical mentor, complete game changer absolute complete game changer. It wasn't that like she shouldn't, it wasn't, she was like feeling uh, weird about investing in herself, but it was just because like she needed to make a different type of investment. It wasn't more education she needed. She needed someone to help her organize all of that into an offering so she could then extend that offer to somebody else. And then you know, she needed someone to like get her out of her own way essentially and work on her limiting beliefs, work on her mindset, encourage her to just go for it. And then when she was going for it, she needed to hire somebody else. She needed a clinical mentor to come in and help her with her patients as she was seeing them. So this is this is why, by the way, we've built all of these things into FNA. It's the trifecta. I've seen so many practitioners, 
like practitioners with like an inability to pull it all together. So that's really like the secret sauce of FNA is like we give you, like we help you pull it all together and go for it. Or some people who really just struggle with the business side of things, they feel so overwhelmed that they just stay stagnant. They're stack, you know what I mean? Like their overwhelm leads to stagnancy. So we kind of help you move through that. And so that's like, you know, it's really why I say it's like, you know, not one program, but three programs in one. So you're investing in different types of help when you make the one purchase. Um, so I think I'll just keep going because I, I thoughts on having a business mentor or coach. I think we'll close out with this one. I know this is going to be a longer episode, but we've got a lot of, you know, a lot of juicy gems in here. Before you consider hiring, I, I'm not saying everybody needs a coach. I'm not saying everybody needs a mentor. It can be helpful. But before you even get there, before you think about hiring somebody, whether that's like one-on-one -on -one service or you're doing a course, you have to like ask yourself, what is your goal? Like, what do you want to achieve by hiring someone? Who are you in the process of becoming and what does she need. Um, I have a blog on the FNA website, which is like when you're struggling to make a decision, this is the exact process that I take myself through. And one of the steps is to look to my future self and be like, what do you need? You know, like, what do you want me to do? What decision do you want me to make in this exact moment? And so like, maybe you're saying I need help with social media, but like specifically what do you need strategy? Do you need somebody to like actually create the content because social media strategist and social media manager, two different jobs, or do you actually just need someone to help you like unlock your own creativity? Right. Uh, do you need help with sales funnels? Do you need help with marketing or do you need someone to help you with not feeling terrified to market yourself? So you've got to get clear on what your needs are and then make sure the person that you're hiring is a good match for that. So I do mentoring for entrepreneurs and there are people who are like, well, I need help figuring out how to set up an LLC. I'm like, or like my taxes. I'm like, that's not what I do. So like, we wouldn't be a good match. There are other people that can help you with, I ain't it. Right. So identifying what your needs are, what your goals are can help you align with the right person. For me, for me, I want it. I always want to sit in the room, like the proverbial room. Sometimes it's like the actual physical room, but I want to like be in the spaces with people who have built what I'm trying to build. I've said this for years now, you know, I was talking about that 5k thing that I did last summer. Um, but like, there's something about getting in the room with somebody being in their energy. There's such power in that. So, you know, I was talking about like plugging into something like a generator. That's what that does for me. So I, one of my mentors in my old mentors, Jessica Flanagan, she's not a business mentor. Um, but she was offering this spiritual coaching certification and, um, we like, we met, you know, it was all online, but then we also met IRL and I wasn't like wicked interested in the subject material but I recognize it as an opportunity to get in the same space as somebody that I really looked up to and admired and respected. And, you know, at the time I was really looking for like microbiome protocols and she wasn't teaching on that. Uh, but I seized the opportunity to work with her in whatever capacity I could. And this is important. Like I want you to like come back to me now if you've drifted. Um, I'm not going to have time to talk about the concept of niching down. I promise I will do it in the energetics of expansion because I have some very unique views on this concept of niching down. Um, but to me, she was the niche, right? I'll pay to listen to her no matter what she's saying. She's the niche. I want to hear from her. 
I find value in it no matter what. So I was like, I'd really love to learn about microbiome protocol. She's like, how about spirituality? I'm like, all right, <laughs> you know, and I find value in it no matter what. So I'm not somebody who really wants to hire somebody to tell me exactly what to do. Cookie cutter doesn't work for me at all. Um, my first business coach was very cookie cutter. So that was kind of a short lived relationship just because it didn't, didn't meet my needs. Right. So we have to get clear on what we need. And then the, another question is like, when's the time to actually invest in a mentor or coach? And again, when I say this, I've invested in mentors and coaches like one-on-one and also just buying a program or a course that they've created. So like, I think there's benefit to all of it. Um, I think the time to invest in some type of mentorship is when you keep wrestling with the same changes. Like whether it's like, I keep struggling with imposter syndrome, or I have guilt over my success, or I have this maxed out schedule and no room to grow and expand. Um, or I struggle to bring ideas into fruition, or I have these perfectionist tendencies that hold me back, or I just like can't seem to make social media content. I actually hate social media. Do I have to be on social media? And you just keep running the same thought process in your head. Um, you're just like a broken record. Like you hear yourself complaining about the same thing. That's for me. I don't like to complain. Like I like to be solution oriented. So if I see, if I feel myself ruminating on the same problem over and over and over again, that's when it's time to like get out of my own way, right? When you're not able to lead yourself through and out of something, that's the time. You need someone to help you get out of your own way. You need fresh thinking, fresh ideas, fresh perspective, fresh support. You need, you know, somebody to like kind of pull you up out of the swamp. And that's, I think, where mentorship or coaching can come into play. I think that there's a difference between coaching and mentoring. Mentoring, and everyone has different perspectives on this. For me, mentor is somebody who's done what you want to do. They've built, already built what you're trying to build. They can, they know things and they can teach you those things. They can give you insight from their own ex, uh, experience and their own expertise because they've done it. They've lived it. So they can help you, you know, they can advise you on potential decisions or serve up ideas and give potential solutions. It's kind of like, I think mentorship is like a bird's eye view where you get new and different perspectives on what you're going through. Whereas with coaching, they're kind of on like the same floor as you because they're helping you, like they're in the trenches with you, helping you to like work through it and navigate that and discover your own answers. And, you know, in order to coach, if you think about like a sports coach, like you don't have to do what the person is trying to do. Like, you know, like, <sighs> I wonder if my husband can hear me because I feel like I'm going to say something embarrassing about like a sports analogy, which I'm, you know, not super, not my strong point, but it's like a sports coach. <laughs> Shit, I'm not going to try. I think you can get there on your own without me saying something embarrassing. My cheeks are blushing red. <laughs> But you know, like coaches don't have to be the quarterback. They may have never been a quarterback, but they can, there can still be a QB coach, right? Right? Is that true? Anyway, to, in order to coach, you don't have to have already built it, but in order to mentor, you actually do. And so I see a mentor is just kind of like further along the path. Maybe they, they've bushwhacked their own way. And I mean, not further along the path than a coach, but further along the path from where you are is what I mean. I'm, I don't think there's, uh, I think mentorship and coaching both great. I don't think one is better than the other. They're just slightly different. Um, 
So like, because they're further ahead on the path, they can look back and they can give you perspective because they've been where you are. They're like, oh yeah, I remember that. That was a shit show. Here's how I navigated it. Here's some new perspective for you. Um, And like I was saying last week, mentorship can help you abbreviate and condense the time that it took them. So you get to to learn from their wins and their losses and their mistakes. So this kind of is why mentorship and often coaching, it's not inexpensive because you think about, you have to think about the investment. It circles back around to what we just started, you know, started the whole show with. You think about the investment, time, money, energy, blood, sweat, tears to get them to the point where they can now turn around and help you help you navigate those same changes or even avoid them altogether. It's a pretty steep investment. So my want to give you a frame of reference. Now this is August, 2022. So this can change on a dime. Um, but currently my one-on-one business mentoring fee to get in a container with me and work with me one-on-one, get that individualized attention is 18 K. Um, it simply does not make any financial time or energetic sense to do it for any less because, you know, my main job is to run my business. It's to grow my business. It's to be a CEO. It's to, you know, help my team and then mentor a few people on the side because I enjoy it. Some coaches just coach, like that's their full job, right? But again, the concept of affordability is subjective. (laughs) Compare that to, so I am currently in a, uh, in a, um, I've invested in a, course. Uh, I won't tell you what I pay. <laughs> How about this? In energetics of expansion, I, I promise that I'll give you all the dirt on like what I invest and when. How does that sound? Um, but I, so I've invested, it's like zero one-on-one time. It's literally just courses. It's just videos that I, that I watch and listen to, to inspire me and get me in the zone and, you know, make me feel things. Um, but this particular person charges $100,000 for three months of one-on-one coaching with her. <laughs> 100k. So to give you some perspective, my 18, you know, that's what I mean by like affordability. Like we can't set our prices to be affordable because what the F does that even mean? Like, you know, so anyway, but this is why I'm creating the energetics of expansion as a way to make my, my mentorship more accessible. And of course, if you join the Functional Nutrition Academy, not only do you get the energetics of expansion, but you also get my mentorship over the course of, or like, you know, my pep talks, my, my pep rallies over the course of 14 months. So the last thing I will say, if you are considering hiring a coach or a mentor or investing in the right program, like it, 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 it does tend to pay off, but bring your intentionality into it. Trust yourself. No matter what you do, you got to come back to self-trust. Okay. My mouth is dry as a bone. I've been talking for like 90 minutes, so I'm going to go and I will check you next week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you got something from today's show, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.